And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Um, I have been asked about this over and over and over again. I will address it. And and honestly, I, I think it's it's important to address it, too, just because of who they are and what we have done in the past with, uh, you know, with Black Rifle. Nothing official, but I was the first radio host to approach them about advertising when they were a brand new company. I am a big fan of Matt Best. I, up until just, you know, a few months back, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, you heard me say it many times on my show, was my favorite company. I like the way that they market. I like the way that they advertise. I like the things that they do. And that that remains true today. But Black Rifle Coffee is a textbook example of why I say that a lot of these folks should not wade into these issues because they don't know anything about those issues. Here's what the folks at Black Rifle know. They know how to make coffee. They know how to advertise their coffee. And they know about the military and and what has happened overseas based on their deployments. That's what they know. Beyond that, their, their expertise is somewhat limited. And unfortunately, the CEO of the company, Evan, has continued to allow his ignorance to dictate what the core values of the company are. Now, it's imperative that we, we point out he has every right to do that. It's his company. He started it, right? So, I mean, Matt Best is like the executive vice president. Um, Matt Best is the one that's probably the most famous of, out of all of them because he's a YouTube creator. But Evan Hafer is, he's the CEO. He started doing this. He's the one that made the company. This is his baby. And he is freely available to do whatever he wants with it. And that's okay. Where people are upset, and I'll get into his comments on why people are upset here in just a second. But the reason that people are upset is Black Rifle Coffee resonated with not just conservatives, but veterans, people who who were apolitical, it resonated without getting involved in the politics of it. And Black Rifle, for a long time, didn't get involved in the politics of it. We approached them early on when they were a brand new company. None of you had ever heard of them before. And I was telling you about this, this company that is amazing called Black Rifle Coffee. And I, I learned about them just really early on. Started started getting their coffee delivered to my house. I started posting pictures about it. A bunch of other people started posting pictures about it. And, and a lot of people became customers of Black Rifle Coffee with my promo code that I had for them. Eventually, I canceled my subscription to Black Rifle, not because of anything that the company had done, but because I was making my own coffee. That was purely the only reason. I had my own coffee coming in, and I didn't need theirs. I didn't have a problem with the product. I didn't have a problem with their customer service. I didn't have a problem with the company. None of that. Then what they started to do is Black Rifle Coffee decided to get involved in the political realm. They started endorsing conservative personalities. They started endorsing Katie Pavlich. They started endorsing Sean, well, having Sean Hannity endorse them, I should say. So they started taking these contracts. 
And as conservative personalities were pushing Black Rifle by de facto, because there were no liberal personalities, you had a pro-military, a pro-police, veteran-owned company that loved America, and they were supporting conservatives. That caused conservatives to go to their brand. They retained those conservatives because the product was good. And it is. I want to make that crystal clear. I'm not trashing their product. I'm not trashing their marketing. I'm not trashing their service or anything else. I, I'm, I'm genuinely upset that I even have to talk about this because I've, I've loved this company for so many years. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to be a, I was their first hipster type, but I told a lot of you about this company before they had a single advertisement out there beyond their Instagram page. They were Insta-famous before anything else. And I happened to, to discover their Instagram page. And I was telling everybody about this company. And, oh, by the way, the coffee's really good, too. And then eventually they grew as a company. 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 And, and as a result of that, conservatives naturally gravitate towards pro-military, pro-police. They just do. And when they start doing, you know, having Hannity do endorsements and Katie Pavlich doing endorsements and um, I think Dana Lash at one point in time was doing endorsements for them. You know, they have all of these major conservative personalities who are endorsing their coffee. All of those conservatives started becoming customers and Black Rifle Coffee blew up. They became a massive company. Starbucks had their their little fight, okay, um, with with conservatives and stuff and black rifle coffee decided that they were going to pilfer Starbucks's customers by saying, Hey, there's a, there's a coffee company over here that holds your values and you don't have to go to Starbucks, which is a woke company, right? Everybody knows that Starbucks is a woke company. That doesn't mean that Starbucks has a terrible, horrible product. I happen to personally not like most of it, but it's not my style. They don't cater towards men. They cater towards women. And so most of their product line is catered that way. My wife is addicted to it. She's got one of those little weird like debit rewards card things. It's like a mini game. I'm not, not a kid. It's genius marketing, by the way. It's like, it's like uh, going to a casino and, and they have this way of like luring women back in there to get more coffee. It's an amazing strategy. Starbucks does some other things that are amazing. They have a veteran hiring pr program where a lot of companies don't, okay? So even though um, Starbucks choosing to get involved in social issues with their customers instead of just making coffee, that's always been my biggest beef with them. So this is not just designed to be a, you know, an ideological battle, but Black Rifle picked an ideological battle with Starbucks. And Black Rifle sided with the red side, while Starbucks is always sided with the blue side. And when you did that, again, you got more conservatives to come over to your coffee brand. Black Rifle Coffee is successful because of two categories of people, veterans and conservatives, and stop. There is no other reason that Black Rifle Coffee is successful today, period. Veterans went with them because there was veterans making great coffee and veterans support veterans. So that's what ended up happening. They were a boutique, small brand at that point that was growing in popularity. They blew up when conservatives flooded their membership. Now, 
when you give an interview with the New York Times, and Black Rifle, to their credit, has given interviews to anybody who has asked. And in those interviews, you get to learn a lot more about the men and the women behind Black Rifle Coffee. And I would encourage you to still go listen to those interviews because I have a tremendous disagreement with Evan on this. But Evan is a good man. I want to make that crystal clear. Matt Best, I'm not even sure if Matt Best is comfortable with how the ship is being steered. He's not the CEO. But I'm just saying that Evan is a good man, even if you don't like what he's doing here. And I'm not telling you not to vote with your dollars. You should vote with your dollars. You should always vote with your dollars. If a company does something that you don't like, don't give them any business, even if it's only temporary to make them know, hey, we're, we're going to throttle you unless you back off. You've heard me say this many times before. If you're a business that caters to everybody, shut your mouth about political issues. Keep them shut. You're only going to hurt yourself. If you're a company that builds yourself on a brand, if you're a conservative brand, it makes sense for you to remain a conservative brand. If you're a liberal brand like Ben & Jerry's ice cream, it makes sense for you to be a liberal brand, even though Ben & Jerry's is now in big trouble because they refuse to sell their ice cream to the Jews, even though they're Jewish. They won't sell their ice cream in Israel. So if that's where you start, I don't have a problem with you keeping that trajectory. And there's no doubt that if you abandon that core base that you have as a business and you start entertaining others, you're going to start running into some backlash from your core, your core group. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? I also don't have problems with some of the stuff that Evan said in this interview that people are ticked off about, okay? Him saying that racists make him sick, they make me sick too. I don't have a problem with him saying that. My problem is, is that they're assigning the racist label to people who aren't racist, just like the leftists do every single day in the news media. And that's my issue. My issue is that that is what's going on. And that only comes from Evan's ignorance of what is actually going on in these particular topics and him choosing to take a position on those topics when he doesn't know anything about them is only destroying his company. How do you go from the biggest conservative coffee brand in the country to trashing a large chunk of your core customer base in a New York Times interview after already having a slightly controversial issue with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Kyle Rittenhouse, this kid in Kenosha, who is a victim of an attempted assassination. Let's call it what it was. He defended himself. He killed, he killed somebody who deserved to die. The two of the people who were going after him were pedophiles. The other person tried to shoot him in the head. He turned his arm into meat, saving his own life. But the narrative on Kyle Rittenhouse, and this comes from people like Joe Biden, by the way, who has repeatedly called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. I have asked anybody out there, find me a single example of Kyle Rittenhouse saying or doing a racist thing. There isn't any that I am aware of. Nobody has any idea what this kid believes, but he's wearing a black rifle shirt. In one of these one of these pictures, Black Rifle Coffee was catching some heat for it. Black Rifle Coffee issued a statement and said, 
He's he's not, you know, we're not sponsoring him. He, he doesn't endorse us. I didn't have a problem with that. A lot of people did. I didn't have a problem with Black Rifle saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And we did a segment on it saying, hold on a second. We don't want to be lumped into the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. We don't know what's going on. He doesn't endorse us. We don't endorse him. He's wearing one of our shirts. It's fine. You know, I, I don't have an issue with, with Black Rifle taking that position. But this time in the New York Times article, they did lump Kyle Rittenhouse in with white supremacists. Kyle Rittenhouse, there's no evidence as a white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse, for those of you who do not remember, Kyle Rittenhouse was putting out a fire that was started by a pedophile who was rioting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And because he put the fire out with a fire extinguisher, said pedophile tried to kill him. As Kyle Rittenhouse was running away from a crowd of people trying to kill him, somebody fired a gun. That person fired a gun in the air, stupidly, thinking that it would break everything up. Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't know this. Kyle Rittenhouse has a mob of people trying to kill him simply because he put out a fire that was started by rioters. Here's a gunshot. He turns and he defends himself. And then he continues to retreat. He stumbles, he falls, and a guy tries to shoot him point blank in the head. And he turns that guy's arm into Swiss cheese. Saving his own life. Kyle Rittenhouse then tries to surrender to police right up the road, who waved him off and said they didn't want to deal with it. So then Kyle Rittenhouse ends up across the border. But the lie about Kyle Rittenhouse and and foolishly comparing Kyle Rittenhouse to Trayvon Martin and everything else, all of that stuff only comes from people who don't know what actually happened that day. Evan Hafer is in that camp. He also attacked the Proud Boys. I have interviewed the Proud Boys on this show, black members of the Proud Boys. They're not a white supremacist group. They never have been, but Evan called them that. So the issue is, Evan Hafer, who's the CEO of Black Rifle Coffee, he's trashing his core audience, his core base, his customers, by falsely equivocating people with the narrative that the leftists in in the media have, have spun. They're inaccurate, but he's believing that they're accurate, and therefore he's throwing it in there. He also mentioned election integrity, said he stopped believing the election integrity stuff when when the former attorney general, Bill Barr, basically said there's no evidence. Does Evan know that Bill Barr never looked at any evidence? He never investigated? Therefore, there was no way for him to make that determination? Does he know that? I don't think that he does. So this is my issue with it. I don't have anything against Evan personally. I said he's a good man. I don't have anything against Matt or anybody else over at Black Rifle Coffee. And in everything that I've said about their company in the past stands. My problem is, is that they have decided in the New York Times, they have decided to slander people falsely using the debunked narratives of, of Democrats, leftist activists, Antifa, BLM, on people that are innocent of those things. But he's chosen to believe it and he's chosen to attack those folks. That's the problem. That's why they're facing this backlash right now. And as a result, people are migrating away from Black Rifle Coffee. So where do they go? They, you know, Kafifi Coffee is, is on this, which was going to be the name of my company, but they beat me to it. Uh, Kafifi Coffee is all over this. Uh, they think that Black Rifle took a left turn because Black Rifle started getting investments from the left-wing investing group Sterling Partners. Now, Sterling Partners, for those of you who don't know, 
donates 100% away from Republicans. 99.8% to Democrats, 0.19% to other candidates, 0% to Republicans. They're a huge left-wing group. Now, Kofifi Coffee CEO thinks that that left-wing money is now steering Evan Hafer's policy when he's dealing with his company. But the entire brand is built upon veterans and conservatives. And now he's making those people angry. I don't know the structure of their company, but I would not be surprised if it's possible, depending on the structure of their company, and I would assume that it is. I wouldn't be surprised if they removed Evan Hafer as CEO of Black Rifle Coffee to save the company. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. In the meantime, you can go places like tacoacoffee.com slash Casey the Roast. Free endorsement here, Jeff. tacoacoffee.com slash Casey the Host. Or Casey the Roast. Excuse me. Casey the Roast. Tacoa Coffee. They have a sale going in July. Coincidentally. That's my coffee. Casey's Burning Brew. Casey's Dark Side Brew. You know exactly where I stand. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it at all. You know exactly where my positions are. So if you're migrating away from Black Rifle, there are other places for you to go. If you're not, I understand. They've been a good company. They make a good product. I get it. But this is why people are upset. Not because he's a bad person, not because he's he's uh, you know making a terrible product or anything, but because Evan Hafer has fallen prey to false narratives that leftists have fed him about people that he doesn't know, and he's just assuming that they're the racist white supremacists that they're not. Because he's fallen victim to propaganda. And somebody who used to be a Green Beret should know better, frankly. We've got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. You know, I'll say this because I went long in the last segment about Black Rifle, but I want to say one more thing about it, and then we'll get out of here. They they know better, not just because of their military experience, but Black Rifle Coffee has been accused repeatedly by leftists, and perhaps this is why Evan Hafer is behaving the way that he's behaving, but they have been accused repeatedly of being homophobic and racist. They're not homophobic. They're not racist. They have made parody songs making fun of the accusation. And they should know better than to buy into frivolous accusations of racism like that. But also what we've seen over the years is that if you're constantly being accused of it yourself, what you do is you go off of the deep end the other way to try and prove you're innocent. And perhaps that's where Evan is at. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Oh, man, it's always fun to run through those scenarios. See, the stuff that you miss when you're not on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host. We just went through a whole scenario about going into Starbucks, and I was basically telling everybody, I, you know, as a company, I don't really have any major issues with Starbucks. They're a liberal company. That's fine. Um, they still make my favorite blend of coffee, which is Christmas blend. I can get it one time a year. I always go get it. I always get it. You are all mad at me. Every time I show up on this live stream with my Christmas blend from Starbucks, you're always mad. Occasionally, when we have to go into Starbucks to get some coffee or whatever, um, you know, and, and I have a Starbucks cup 
in my hand. You all give me crap about it. I, I don't care. But the thing that I, that I have issues with is when I'm trying to go in and I just want to get my coffee and you've got some 17-year-old on the other end of the, the counter trying to engage me in a philosophical debate about race relations. Uh, <laughs> shut up and give me my coffee, peasant. <laughs> Try it out loud. If you, if you be quiet and you give me my coffee and the order is correct, I will even give you a tip because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. Uh, it, that's, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this woke business thing. And this is where the go woke, go broke thing comes from. It's not even the position that you're holding as a company. It's that people want to be able to just get what they want from you, a good or service that you produce that they want, and for you to leave them alone and give them good service. That's it. That's all it is. Perfect example. Okay, now we've gone on a diet drive because Casey's Casey's having a moment. I watch, I'm not going to tell you what the channel is. I watch a particular channel. This is my Casey's brain needs to unwind and not think about anything that has any value channel on YouTube. Okay? And it's a cultural channel, and they do silly videos about all sorts of cultural topics that have no thought put into them. They have no value as informational purposes whatsoever. It is purely what we call dumb noise. Okay? That's all it is. And I do this to unwind. Okay? I do that to unwind, and then I play Cyberpunk 2077 where I get to kill people and have adult relations with robots. Okay? That's what I do to kill off time in the middle of the night and relax and unwind. Otherwise, I am constantly amped up, and and you know, there's something going on that is always a thing. So you have to have something to unwind, right? You've heard me talk about this on the show for years now. They have kept you in a perpetual state of, of angst, okay? You call it anxiety, whatever you want to call it. They, society, has kept you in that perpetual state for a reason. It's not by accident that all of your sports teams are now hitting you with propaganda and all of your Hollywood movies and all of your shows and all of your songs. That's not by happenstance. That is all design. There is, without a doubt, organization behind it, even if most of the actors, the singers, and things like that don't know anything about it. I gave you a perfect example of this with Kevin Hart. Okay, There are three people that I told you I think needs to, well, four, but one's abandoned that completely. Well, actually, a couple of them have, but one really abandoned it. There's really four people that everybody wanted to stay away from politics, okay? Taylor Swift, she threw that out the window. Everybody loved Taylor Swift. The only people who didn't like Taylor Swift were people who were jealous that Taylor Swift was selling more albums than she was, right, Kanye? That's, that's Everybody loved her. She's one of the best celebrities when it comes to treating her fans well. She's one of the best celebrities when it comes to treating kids well. Um, She visits kids and and buys kids very nice gifts and things like that or dealing with terminal illness and stuff. And she does this all on her own, not through the Make-A-Wish or anything like that. That's just Taylor Swift doing Taylor Swift stuff. So she's a really likable person, right? So people wanted her to stay out of politics because once she jumps into politics, she immediately alienates half of her audience. The other three, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Kevin Hart, Mike Rowe. These are were four people so universally across the lines loved in this country that we begged for them to not get involved. But that, see, here's the thing, though. Kevin Hart talked about this on Joe Rogan. 
he said, you know, I, I'm minding my business one day and I get a call from one of my people and he's like, you need to you need to talk about this LGBTQ issue. You you, Kevin Hart, the most famous comedian on earth, megastar, your voice has an impact on this particular issue. And Kevin said, I don't know anything about it. It doesn't matter if you don't know anything about it. You need just say this about this issue. So they were telling him what to say. They were telling him what position to have. And they were telling him that his voice, because he's famous, this is where that ego comes in. He's famous, has an impact, and he could really do some good if he just says what they want him to say about an issue they want him to say it about. And he had the humility at that time to say, I don't know anything about the LGBTQ community. I don't know anything about this issue. I'm not qualified to speak on it. And he didn't post it. But see, this is the thing. While most Americans don't want their brands or the people that they look up to to get involved in this stuff because they don't want to risk being alienated, there are people behind the scenes who constantly push for these celebrities to do that. And wink, wink, nod, nod, you might get a new movie role, Alyssa Milano, if you make yourself out to be a crazy psycho on Twitter. What does Alyssa Milano do, who has no movie credentials whatsoever? She goes out there and she makes herself look like a psychopath and gets cast in a couple of shows and movies. Because that's how Hollywood works. So this stuff is, is it's constantly keeping you in a state of anxiety. And unfortunately, people can't escape it. So I'm watching this this cultural channel on YouTube. I'm just trying to escape. That's all I'm trying to do. Purely dumb, meaningless content. And what pops up in the, the top right corner of the screen? A Black Lives Matter thing. It just comes down from the top. Black Lives Matter pops right back up. What the hell? Now, now I can't watch that channel anymore. Not because I don't like their content, but because I'm not going to sit there and, and try and unwind from that stuff and have somebody subliminally try and put propaganda in my head. I just want to watch this stupid video. If you want to watch stuff like that, watch channels that are dedicated to that. I hear that there are one or two channels still allowed to broadcast on YouTube that do that. The rest of them are going to places like rumble.com slash Casey the host, where you can go right now and watch this live stream. But they're injecting it in every single speck of your society, and it is by design. You can't watch a movie without it. You can't listen to a song without it. You can't listen to the radio without it. You can't watch a television show without it. You can't watch Netflix or Amazon Prime without it. You can't read a newspaper article about it. You can't read a comic book without it. You can't, you can't do anything. It's, it's even in clothing. You try to go buy clothing, and what the clothing are doing? It's in drugs. It's in heroin now. It is in heroin. Did you hear the coffee with Casey today? Okay. There are woke drug dealers sourcing ethically good heroin. Well, cocaine, not heroin. Cocaine. Difference. Are you serious? Are drug dealers are woke now? Ethically sourced cocaine? Huh? That's happening. You can't get away from this stuff. It's everywhere. It's at the grocery store. And what it does is it when you go, when you wake up in the morning, you go from point A to point B to C to D to E to F to G, all the way throughout your day, you are constantly being bombarded with this message. And it causes anxiety and stress. 
and they can control you that way because you're more easily manipulated. And that is how they got a bunch of idiots to believe that suddenly all of the science behind masks and vaccines and stuff suddenly doesn't matter anymore. We've got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. got a bunch of people ragging on Monopoly in the live stream right now. I need to grab a board and I should teach them how to play real Monopoly. Most people don't play real Monopoly. <laughs> the games last forever. Um, all right. Let me let me give you another example of how this all kind of ties in with what we were just talking about. And, you know, you can't get away from it. A few years back, I was given a speech at a WoWo function with Ann Coulter. I had taken a bunch of listeners down to Fort Wayne and... On that day was breaking news. That was when Toys R Us was getting rid of the boys and girls toy sections. And they did so because of a group of like 12 people. There was like a group that included like 12 people got Toys R Us to change the way that they do their marketing. Is Toys R Us still around, Josh? Nope. Toys R Us isn't around anymore, right? Project Veritas has leaked video from Hasbro Corporation on critical race theory training that features indoctrination chief telling parents that their children are racist as early as three months old. Katie Ishizuka, Conscious Kids co-founder, quote, by three to six months, babies are beginning to notice an already expressed preference by race. Um, you're stupid. Can I say that on television? You're stupid. You're a stupid, blithering idiot who is spouting nonsense. That's what you're doing. She continues, though. Babies as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors. No, they're not. We may see this play out in daycare or on the playground or how kids are starting to choose or exclude playmates and friends. No, no, no. That's all coming from parents, and that's coming from people who are looking for this type of stuff everywhere they look. I've told this story before. I'm going to tell it again. Um, My daughter, when she was, I think she was three, maybe four years old, she was at a playground. She was playing. There was one other kid there, one other mom there. My wife sits down next to the mom, says hi. woman says nothing, basically scoffs at her. My daughter and this other little girl are playing. Happens to be a little black girl, okay? They're playing. They're having a blast. I mean, instantly, the girl was so happy to have somebody there to play with. You know, the moment my daughter got there, they just latched onto each other and started playing. My wife kept trying to, you know, talk to this lady. She she was not. She wasn't very pleasant about it. And, if, and you know, after a couple of minutes, she got up and she grabbed her kid by the arm and pulled her kid away and, and said, we're not going to play with that white girl. So this is this is how that crap happens. OK, that's not that's not at all because of the kid. That's because of people like this Katie Ishizuka who are out there telling everybody this nonsense. It is nonsense. It is complete and total nonsense. My my kid didn't even understand why skin colors were different until like a year ago. They just thought they were different colors, like crayons. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC.